0: I believe that gaming abides in the player. That means regardless of your skin color, race, religion, country of origin, sexual identity, gender of choice, or even your favorite flavor of ice cream, if you pick up the controller to play, you belong in the worlds of gaming. Welcome to the transmission. If you would, please subscribe as I put out more lists, reviews, and opinion pieces here. I stream on Twitch every Monday and Wednesday at 9pm Central Standard Time. I'm the Dude, and today I remember the 10 best games that I played in 2020. With the pandemic still raging, it's made it difficult to see friends and family, go to events, and even enjoy simple things like eating at a restaurant or going to the movies. It's made grocery stores seem like war zones in some cases. Everyone remembers the great toilet paper wars. But the games have been great, and I've played about 15 or so throughout the year to completion. So without any further delay, these are the best 10 games that I played in 2020. Number 10, Evil Land. Before I got serious about how I wanted to conduct my streams, I was streaming RPGs every Sunday morning. One of those games I actually finished was a cute short indie RPG called Evil Land took about 3 hours total to complete. Evil Land was a game that started as a colorless, soundless, empty, Zelda-like world, and over the course of time, the game goes through many nods to classic RPGs like Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest, Diablo, and others. There's not much in terms of story in this game, and unfortunately the charm rubs off fairly quickly, especially towards the end of the game. But it was a fun romp down nostalgia lane, and I can't say it was much more than that. Number 9. Zone of the Enders Zone of the Enders was a game from my childhood that I could never finish as a kid. We just finished it as the last review game of 2020, and I have to say it was a little disappointed with this one. The gameplay is clunky and has a lot of padding and dead space that makes you go through the same areas over and over for different things. Aiming in this game is next to impossible, the only things that save it are the plot, the visuals, and its production. Hideo Kojima did his best to make this game marketable, even slapping a misleading demo of Metal Gear Solid 2 packaged in with the game trying to increase sales. It was an interesting experience but not one i think we'll ever do again number eight the legend of zelda a link to the past slash randomizer link to the past is still one of if not the best zelda game ever made it's perfected what a Zelda game is, and leads the way for many games that were praised after it. Or Rain a Time, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, Hell, even Breath of the Wild, owe oh, something to link to the past. Now with the randomizer, makes the game fresh every time you play it. Everything about this game is worthy of praise. Miyamoto is a genius level designer, Koji Kondo among the best composers, and that Nintendo polish is so good, and it it's part of the reason why I believe Nintendo will just never die, but I'll save that for another podcast. Number 7, Fall Guys ultimate knockout. I love Fall Guys and I don't think it's fair. Oh. oh. I love Fall Guys, and I don't think it's fair that you would call it a dead game, because it's not consistently in the spotlight. I will be the first to admit that there are moments in the game that get tedious and boring for one reason or another, but as the game continues on and it adds more and more rounds and it gets more and more diverse, the variations also make it unique every game you play, even if you get the same rounds. Fall Guys is a fun time with friends, and I still adore this game, I will definitely play more of it in 2021. Number 6, Her Story. Fucking Her Story. What a cool concept. Her Story is an FMV game based on many police interviews with a woman as they question about the death of her husband. It's a riveting story that you have to piece together, and the deeper you get, the more it just sucks you in. I can't stand up good things about this game. There's little gameplay, but make no mistake, this is a game. And it's a game that's worth your time to play. Number 5, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 Plus 2. When Tony Hawk's Pro Skater released in 1999, I actually hated it. There was something about the way the blood was displayed that when you messed up, it turned me off the game. I was only 7 years old, and I couldn't disconnect the game from reality, I guess. In some ways, I still have a hard time with it, but I've grown to love Tony Hawk games, and I was super excited about the remasters when they came out, and I was obsessed. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater is a game I used to speedrun, and I was not too disappointed with the remasters. My only real issue is that once you collect all the tapes, the story mode is just dead. It's impossible to just do it again. But it's a perfect reproduction of the original, and the soundtrack still slaps to this day. Number 4. Katana Zero. Katana Zero is a game I played in the early months of the year. Being one of the best indies of 2019, not being too long, I was excited to play through it. This game has it all. Intrigue, story, bump and music, killer gameplay. Katana Zero is a game I plan to play again in the near future for review on stream, and I can't wait to show it to you all. Number 3. Suikoden Suikoden is one, if not my favorite franchise of all time. We played the first game this year for review as a celebration for reaching Affiliate. This game is great, a real hidden gem of the PlayStation era, a great RPG about the tragedies of war and the loss of loved ones. This game was the first to make me cry. It was the first one that drove me to finish it. It made me want to avenge those who fallen before. Its soundtrack is eclectic and unorthodox, but still very good. Go out of your way to play this game. It turned 25 years old in 2020, and it's still important today as it was when it first released. Number 2. Final Fantasy VII Remake Final Fantasy VII is still one of my top five favorite games ever made, so when the remake was announced, I was skeptical it was just going to be another remaster. This one has to be special. This one has to be done right, and they were so close. There's just a few things wrong with this game. My complaints are many, and we'll talk about them in another podcast, but all in all, it's a true recreation of one of my favorite games of all time. It will not replace the OG, but it was great enough for me to anticipate the sequel. Please be great. Number one, Hades. It should have won Game of the Year, Jeff. It really is the best game to come out this year, and Supergiant did a phenomenal job with this one. It's crazy to think how far they've come from Bastion the Transistor. Hades is on a whole nother level, but as unfortunate circumstances of it being released in the same year of Last of Us Part 2. It's unfortunate in the same way Celeste was screwed out of Game of the Year coming out the same year as God of War and Red Dead 2. Hades is easily the best roguelike I've ever played. It's diverse, it's unique, it's interesting. Darren Knopp killed the soundtrack of this game. Play this game. I'm deadly serious. Play it for 50 hours. That's the list, everyone. Please subscribe for more lists, reviews, opinions every single week. You can find me live every Monday and Wednesday and every second Saturday. Miss any of the games live? No problem. Just search for Yo Dude on YouTube and find the archives. Thank you so much for listening and well. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope to see you when I see you.